everyone. Welcome to mini episode number one of Twin Cities Trekkies. I am Wes. And I want to tell you about these mini episodes. Right now, we have a little bit of a schedule change to inform you of. These mini episodes will happen once in a while when Kenzie is not available to record with me. Um, it's okay, you know, we can definitely keep the podcast feed going. So, uh, this episode is going to be the first of, like, a series of mini-episodes to keep the feed going because we don't want to have another gap that happened last time. We had a month-long hiatus for an unintended reason, for me being robbed and stuff like that. So, um, and so like that. So, I just want to keep the podcast feed going by doing these mini-episodes. So, there will be two mini-episodes before... Twin Cities Trekkies will return with episode 31 um, on November 17th, but this one, this first one will air on the 3rd. And then the following one, which is number 2, which will air next week, the 10th, and stuff like that. So I just wanted to know what was going on with Twin Cities Trekkies going forward. So these mini episodes are going to be there from time to time and, you know, stuff like that. So just let you know about the schedule and stuff like that. So... Twin Cities Trekkies will return with a full episode dedicated to talking about predictions for Picard Season 2, Discovery Season 4, and possibly a mini-review of Prodigy. Um, At that point, uh, that would be on Wednesday, November November 17th. The following week, which will be about... um, We're going to do a wrap-up of the second season of Star Trek Lower Decks. That will happen on November 24th, which will be right before Thanksgiving. And then we will probably do like a a little bit of hiatus for the third of for the sec for the first of December, which will be December 1st, um, stuff like that. So we're gonna take a little break for then, but then we'll have a couple episodes before the Christmas holiday. Um, probably episodes 33 and 34. Don't know the specifications about that, but obviously we're going to be talking about, I know there's, there's some other shows we want to talk, um, things we want to talk about. Mainly, uh, we'll be talking about, um, more character analyses of the main characters, such as, um, of, uh, uh, Voyager and Prodigy's Catherine Janeway. Uh, definitely talk about Enterprises, Jonathan Archer, um, and then and then after that we'll go into like more of the current treks. That would include the Kelvin timeline, James T. Kirk. That would also include Michael Burnham from Star Trek Discovery. That would also include probably all four main characters from Star Trek or Dex. That would be Beckett Mariner, Devon Attendee. Samantha Rutherford and Bradward Boimler, and then probably do one on Dell from Dal from Star Trek Prodigy because by that time we will record we record that episode that will definitely be in there because the first season will definitely be probably a few months old at that point we can dissect his character and stuff like that and and stuff like that so uh it's an exciting time to be a Star Trek fan. And then when uh, Strange New World Season 1 ends, we will definitely be talking about Christopher Pike. 
because um and stuff like that so that is the schedule going forward many episodes are going to be sprinkled throughout just to keep the podcast feed going and things like that and it's perfectly fine that there may be maybe like one or two weeks of gaps but i'm not gonna me as the host uh the co-host of this podcast i don't want to have another month-long gap but there's no episodes and stuff like that so just to let you know what's going on for twin cities trekkies moving forward from here on out but to get in touch with us, it is simple. Simply email us at tctrekkiespodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send us an email. We'll definitely read your email and stuff like that. We will definitely be, we will definitely mention you in a comment about this episode or something like that. If you have an email about this episode in general, we'll definitely uh, shout you out and stuff like that. Give credit where credit is due and stuff like that. When episodes are released, there are Facebook and Instagram posts. The handle is TC Trekkies Pod for both social media platforms. If you heard episode one way back in February, there's a reason why the Twin Cities Trekkies podcast is not on Twitter. That is a deliberate choice from yours truly. So that's okay. We just I'm active on both social media platforms for our podcast. And stuff like that. So, I just thought I'd let you know of what is going on. So, but that that's how you get in touch with us. If you have a podcast of your own, feel free to send us an email to tctrekkiespodcast at gmail.com. The genre of podcast is not required. And you are able to record um, a 30 to 60 second promo. Don't have it any longer than that. But it's okay if it's a little bit over that. I'm perfectly willing to be flexible with you but if you send us an email with your podcast and stuff like that it's perfectly fine um if you have a special episode we like to shout you want to shout us out for that's perfectly fine um it's okay just send it to that tc trekkies podcast at gmail.com email address but uh also to send us voice messages i almost forgot about this to send us voice messages, go to anchor.fm slash Twin Cities Trekkies. Once there, click on that little message button, enable your microphone, and record your voice. There is no time limit on that, so if you have an entire hour to kill about, maybe if you want to review, like, mini review every single episode we've done, uh, we can definitely dedicate the episode to you and stuff like that. Once the voice message message has been sent, it will automatically send an email to the TC Truckies podcast at gmail.com email address. That happened to once we had Charlie of the Mavcast. He had commented back in episode five. So go check that out when we did Women's History Month back in March of 2021. And stuff like that. But just keep in mind that any feedback you do leave, vocal or written, may be featured in a future episode of Twin Cities Trekkies. Now, there was one aspect of episode 31 that would have had been included had I had the schedule worked out and stuff like that. We were going to include news that were up to that point. So I'm just going to touch upon a few highlights based on my own memory and things that I've done before and stuff like that. So the ITASE 
which stands for the International Theatrical uh, Theater and uh, Stage Employees Union, which has chapters all over the all over the all over the country, including one here in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Um, they are. Um, they have uh, their leadership has agreed to uh, a three-year contract with the American, uh, the American, um, uh, it's the producers uh, union. So, uh, so it's like that. So, um, it has been have have a little bit of controversy going on right now with the ITASE because they haven't not because the members have not voted yet. And this, as of this recording, this actually has happened within the last few days. They're trying to keep the peace as what happened on the set of, of the film Rust, in which Alec Baldwin, who is going to star in that film, shot uh, a live round at a, a, a gun. It was a live round and killed the cinematographer who was a part of this union. So uh, it has been a little bit hard to get them to vote because of this tragedy. So, uh, so um, it, they're, but their leadership is saying, keep the peace, please vote yes, so we can keep entertainment going for everybody. Um, the demands were pretty straightforward and they were able to meet it. It's a three-year contract. So if uh, things do not change, they probably, if, you know, it, it was going to have a strike back in October. It was averted the day before, a uh, couple of days before. So, bravo to that, and I hope that it goes forward and stuff like that. Uh, Robert Beltron, who was, who had said at Star Trek the 55-year mission that he would return in Prodigy, has been confirmed at New York Comic Con that he will return as Commander, as Captain Chakotay. Uh, so we might see the Starship Voyager again for the first time in over 20 years. So who knows like that? We don't know if he's going to be in season one or season two. We don't know because right now we've only had the pilot episode drop on Paramount Plus and stuff like that. Um, I know about Paramount Plus. It's been a little bit crazy getting Prodigy out there to everybody, but um, I know that North America, Canada, the Nordic countries, and Australia do have access to this. But unfortunately, Africa, Asia, Europe, and South America do not. Um, stuff like that. So if you are watch, listening to this podcast and you are you need to watch want to watch Prodigy, you might have to consider alternative means. But for no reason am I endorsing piracy. So if you were gonna watch Prodigy through a pirated link, please do uh, please do not share that with me because um, I have a hard time accepting piracy because it, it has happened before with other shows where you know it's been prosecute it's been a problem. So I am pointing you if you are watching Prodigy and you're not from the United States or Canada or Nordic countries or Australia, I highly recommend that you do not share any kind of like uh, legal links with me if you're talking about Prodigy or something like that. You know, it's okay. I mean, it's disappointing. But hopefully next year when Sky and Paramount Plus expand to Europe, that you'll be able to get the first season of Prodigy and able to watch it and go like, oh, this is really cool. So 
Um, long story short, Fighter Z is cool. Go check it out. And uh, stuff like that. Oh, uh, Star Trek Strange New World Season 1 is still on track for a 2022 release. Uh, Captain uh, Christopher Pike himself and some Mount did a video after they had completed filming on Season 1. Uh, saying that uh, it's all in the hands of our post-production now and hopefully will be released in 2022. Which is which is still on track. It probably will be in 2022. But uh, there is a report out that they may be going back to the set to start filming season two. Which is interesting considering that we have not seen season one yet of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. So uh, even a trailer. So we don't even know when it will be released. Um, if, in my personal opinion, the next ske- the next scheduled one would be Discovery Season 4, which will be on November, November 18th, and then after that it would be Picard Season 2, and if they want to keep it going, like having Star Trek go on uh, all year round, round, then my guess would be after Picard Season 2 ends, Strange New World Season 2 will premiere. And stuff like that. So, uh, Star Trek Strange New World Season 2 may be happening next spring. Uh, early, late winter, early spring of 2022 at the Mississauga Studios, which is right outside Toronto. It's a studio lot that CBS had bought a few years ago and stuff like that. So, they are going to be starting filming Season 2 of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. There's a report out for that. So... And, um, unfortunately, um, I want to mention this for, from some sad news, um, over the, um, over the Halloween weekend, we lost Camille Saviola, who had played, uh, Kyle Paca in four episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. She had played in the episodes, the, the, the pilot emissary battle lines and accession and, uh, the reckoning. And so I, I think that's what the episodes were. Um, but, uh, she has passed away at the age of 71, not cause of death was not disclosed, but we have lost Camille Saviola, um, after, um, at the age of 71, um, um, within this past week, we celebrated an 80th birthday for Robert Foxworth, who played, uh, Admiral Thomas Layton in the Deep Space Nine episodes, Homefront and Paradise Lost which would have been the third season cliffhanger of DS9 and the fourth season premiere had Paramount said yes to a cliffhanger. But uh, that's okay. But uh, definitely 80 years old. He also came back as Vulcan High Command Administrator Vlaz in the three-part Vulcan reformation arc of Enterprise, which included The Forge, Awakening, and Kershara. And stuff like that. He also had worked with Gene Roddenberry in 1974 for the Questor tapes, uh, which was a pilot for a, which was a pilot movie for a TV show that never got never got made. But some of the traits of Questor, the Questor tapes, did come in the form of Commander Data in the Next Generation. So, wishing a happy 80th birthday to him. And within the last few hours, as it is recording, um, Simon & Schuster, which was supposed to be purchased by Penguin Random House, um, 
it has been put on hold as of the U.S. US Department of Justice has sued to um, delay the sale, stuff like that. So that is kind of the news of what's going on in the last few weeks and stuff like that. So we will probably have more news on the 17th, but uh, keep in mind for that as we move forward. So. For mini episode number one, folks, I want to talk about the history of Star Trek on on uh, Twin Cities television. Um, that's what I want to talk about, you know, because it's really fascinating because it's spread across all of the major networks here in the Twin Cities, with the exception of the, the WB. But um, I'm just going to go off my own memory and stuff like that, so this may be short. But I just wanted to let you guys know about, like, like my personal recollection of what has happened. So, obviously, when the original series first aired, it aired on NBC in the 60s. In the 60s, NBC was on KSTP-TV in Minneapolis, St. Paul. And um, that was the major affiliate here in the Twin Cities market. KSTP-TV, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Channel 5. And stuff like that. Channel 5 was it, was was the channel with those callers was KSTP, which because of their their uh, studios being headquartered on the border between K, uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul on University Avenue. So, um, and stuff like that. So, that's pretty much what the call sign was, KSTP and stuff like that. So, NBC had affiliated with them when they were in radio, uh, KSTP, KSTP AM. But uh, also when they moved into television, they also affiliated with the television station, Channel 5, and stuff like that. So, um, but there was a major coup that happened in the late 70s. By the time of the late 70s came around, ABC was the number one network on American television. Um, they had hit shows, um, such as Three's Company and stuff like that. ABC carried that show, show and it had become a success 
in both primetime and in daytime because Family Feud also aired on ABC daytimes and, and stuff like that. Beat out the prices right a few times um, in terms of weekly ratings and stuff like that, for example. So they wanted to um, strengthen its, um, uh, its affiliate base. By that time, um, ABC had been affiliated with KMSP-TV Channel 9. And um, they had decided to affiliate with KSTP. So after an intense negotiation, it's owned by the Hubbard family. I think they still owned it back in the 70s. Uh, if I'm mistaken, let me know um, if you're listening from the Twin Cities area and you were around during this time. But in 1978, they had announced that after 30 years of being an affiliate for NBC, KSTP-TV was going to affiliate with ABC, which was a major coup. It was a major coup because um, they had been um, with KSTP for 30 years at that point. So um, so they ended a 30-year relationship. It ended, it ended on March 5th, 1979, and stuff like that. And KMSP tried to get the NBC affiliation from KSTP, and they decided to say no. NBC then moved over to WTCN TV, which later became KARE 11 in, in the Twin Cities market um, in 1986. So um, and stuff like that. So that is um, that's where the Star Trek um, animated show and the original series first aired in the 60s and early 70s was on KMS, uh, KMS, uh, KSTP TV. And so KMSP became the uh, superstation in the Twin Cities area. Uh, with, with sorry with that, so they carried the original series after um, NBC after KSCP became uh, part of the N, uh, ABC family of networks and stuff like that. So they kept they they, they bought the rights to syndicate uh, the original series and stuff like that. So uh, flash forward a few years, another independent station comes on the air, uh, WB uh, FBT. Um, that stood for Family Bible Television, came on the scene in 1982, um, uh, Channel 29, which later became W, uh, which later became, became KITN. Uh, this is when I remember it as uh, KITN. Um, and it was colloquially, it, it, the call letter said for K Independent 29, when in reality, in, in it, but it was, it was, um, it was pretty much, uh, you know, called Kitten, the Kitten That Roars. So, and they were the, um, so, and stuff like that. So they carried the original series. So it was KITN and stuff like that. So, and then KMSP became one of the first affiliates of Fox when it premiered in 1986. And, uh, and stuff like that. So, um, here is, uh, here is their, uh, music here. Alright, and yep, and um and then they were they were Fox for a little bit and then they got upset with Fox and then they dropped it two years later and went over to KITN twenty nine. KITN TV 
which became, which, um, that's where I, when I first uh, was consciously aware of Star Trek, that was the channel to watch. Star Trek was on Channel 29, KITN TV, and stuff like that, otherwise known as Fox 29, and stuff like that. And they kept the Fox affiliate until 2002, when the Make the Switch ad campaign had aired. On September 8th, the NFL on Fox and the Vikings will make the switch. Fox moves to KMSP Channel 9. The Rock says, no, you're wrong. And make the switch. On September 8th, SmackDown and the UPN Network move to WFTC Channel 29. Make the switch. And then stuff like that. So they cut the, and then stuff like that. And, um, but going back a little bit in the 90s, uh, when Deep Space Nine had aired uh it was on kmsb tv and this is the this is the slogan i remember the most yeah it was called minnesota nine but i also remember that too when they also were um and then they were the first affiliate of upn welcome to the first night of the first network for the next century, UPN. They carried Voyager throughout its entire run from 95 to 2001. I remember when Voyager first premiered, it aired on a Monday night. Um, but also, but after the that middle, of the, middle through season three of Voyager, they switched from Monday night to Wednesday night, which was, I thought was interesting and stuff like that. And, and I was, Pretty much like that. That's pretty much what the and then DS9 aired usually on Sunday nights, but then um, DS9 also aired second run episodes at in the late night, early morning hours. So I remember that's how I was able to be aware of certain other episodes that I had not seen before, such as um, Trials of Tribulations, for example, or the Past Tense two-parter. Um, great. Two-parter, by the way, folks. Um, I know Kenzie and I have mentioned it numerous times um, that we both love that episode, past tense. So, but uh, it was great. Um, it was hard to watch sometimes. DS9 did air on Sunday nights. Still aired on Sunday nights in the evenings. But uh, but second-run episodes did air at in the late night, early morning hours. And stuff like that. And that's where Bible, Babylon 5, too, if you wanted to care about that, aired on KMSB. And stuff like that. And um, when they did the affiliate swip, swap, um, it moved to WFTC, which had been a Fox affiliate for almost 20 years at that point. And, um, and it had changed call letters in the 90s from KITN TV to WFTC TV, which stood for we're Fox Twin Cities and stuff like that. That's what it stood for and stuff like that. And that was the reason why the swap happened. UPN moved over to WFTC. K uh, Fox moved to KMSP. And the rest is history. Um, this is almost 20 years later. And th uh, it has it has changed a little bit, especially for WFTC. They were the UPN affiliate until UPN ceased operations in 2006. And that um, to uh, combine forces and join the CW, which now is WUCW 
here in the Twin Cities is Channel 23 and stuff like that. It car I mean, that's that's where the CW resides here in the Twin Cities. Um, we used to have My Network TV, and we don't have that anymore. Uh, WFTC is now Fox 9 Plus. Um, it has been that way for a few years, and they carry, you know, a second another hour of news programming, some syndicated shows like like Modern Family, The Big Bang Theory, and other shows as well. Um, Star Trek has not returned to the syndication, but it probably would go into Fox 9 Plus's uh, lineup and stuff like that. We do have Star Trek on Heroes and Icons here in the Twin Cities. It is a, a digital channel affiliate of KSTP um, and stuff like that. And uh, my my TV, uh, me TV is also um, aired Star Trek. They aired the original series. And MeTV is also another affiliate, uh, another digital affiliate of uh, Channel 5, uh, KSTP. So that is the history, to my recollection, of Star Trek uh, on television here in the Twin Cities. And obviously, when Discovery's first episode aired, the Vulcan Hello, it aired on WCCO because that is a CBS affiliate here in the Twin Cities. And um, it has been that way for a very long time. So that is my recollection of the history of Star Trek on the, in the tw Twin Cities market. If I am missing anything, or if you list, if you were, if you live here in Minneapolis or, or something like that, you lived through this time, and you know what show? I mean, did, where did it air and stuff like that? Let me know. I mean, granted, um, I don't know about the rest of Minnesota. I mean, I'm aware of KXLI, which is St. Cloud, um, which used to be like a Channel 41. It's no longer existing anymore, but uh, but they don't exist anymore. Uh, I remember K KXLI probably did air uh, Star Trek, the original series. KXLI! K41. St. Cloud. So, that is my recollection of history of Twin Cities and maybe some greater Minnesota Star Trek um, affiliate affiliations where it came, where it was airing in syndication and stuff like that for the next generation. And uh, a little bit of addendum before I forget, uh, KITN also aired uh, second run episodes of Next Generation at 9 and 10 o'clock on weeknights. And now another classic moment from Star Trek The Next Generation. Weeknights at nine on Fox Twenty Nine WFTC. After the original, after the show had ended, but uh, KARE carried the first run for a while until probably the final year, and it was on WFTC, but uh, KITN, but um, stuff like that. But it's okay. I, I mean, that's that's my recollection. I almost forgot about that. I do remember watching that when it was uh, at nine and ten. Just go to bed really late because I really wanted to watch Star Trek, and my parents would allow me to watch Star Trek when I was when I was a kid and stuff like that. It used to air that late, and it's really weird, but that's what happened. Didn't air in the afternoon, didn't air in the evening. It just at, had to air at nine and ten o'clock, opposite the news 
on KMSP and WCCO and KSCP and KARE. So, and stuff like that. So. But now I'm finished. <laughs> so, if you have any comments about this episode, let me know. This, or you send an email, or you comment on our Facebook post, stuff like that. I hope you enjoyed this listen. Thank you for listening. And until next week, take care and live long and prosper.